Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Access Ninja Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rachel. Uh, and uh, we are a bi-weekly, or uh, I, I think we've been hitting sometimes bi-weekly, <laughs> sometimes a little bit less than bi-weekly, but we are a regular podcast where we talk about accessibility through the lens of technology, life, and design. Ooh. How are you doing today, Rachel? I am doing great, much better than last time. How are you been? I've been doing real good, enjoying the uh, enjoying the, the the warm weather and uh, getting out and about. And I've been doing all good all around. See, and that's a very important thing. People that don't live in winter wonderland does not understand what is enjoying the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> It's really enjoyable. Well, I am not enjoying the warmth. I don't know what's going on with Colorado this year, but we've been hitting 90s and 100 a little too many times for my comfort. Yeah, it's been pretty pretty hot here too, and uh, but uh, not quite as bad. Uh, I know you guys are higher up than we are here too. I don't know if that uh, makes a big difference or not. Yeah, I mean, it's dry heat and all, but I think it's, uh, yeah, the sun hits you more. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of weird. It feels like it's stronger on your skin. Um, but the great thing is, like, the mountains are less than an hour away from me, so I can just go up and then it cools off pretty quick. So we do that when it gets, if we see that the weather is getting really awful, we go up. <laughs> well, I guess the the central theme here today, so far, is get outside and enjoy the great outdoors if you can. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a Sunday service, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, definitely. And uh, and talking about the weather, I think we should start. Jumping in and talk about Apple Watch iOS 6, which is our topic for today. Yeah, so the sixth version of the watch app, we're going to talk about the uh, sixth version of the watch OS. We're going to talk about the uh, Apple TV OS, which is technically number 13, but that's because it's not the 13th version. They just number things funny sometimes. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> It's like uh, Samsung. I think it went from like, I don't know, like seven to ten or eight <laughs> to ten. Yeah. I think the TVOS is matching like uh, is is they're numbering it along with iOS. Uh, and uh, the, but the watchOS gets its own number. Yay. After the six, so uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna finish up basically talking about all of the uh, stuff coming uh, through uh, uh, this fall from Apple because we talked about the. Uh, the iOS update and we talked about the macOS update so now just watch and TV left and a little bit I'm going to mention one thing about the HomePod as well oh yes let's not forget the HomePod that's right let's not leave the HomePod all alone um I did wanted to ask you something so I might just have said it wrong so iOS is only for the iPhone now right and then the watch is watch os that's right watch it what yeah they call it watch os which is uh, operating I, system 
And iOS was, kind of technically, is the iPhone and iPad operating system. Although now they're starting to refer to the version that runs on the iPad as the iPad OS. So now we've got iOS for the phone, iPad OS for the uh, for the iPad. We've got watchOS for the watch and tvOS for the TV. TV. Although they all share uh, some very, very large core pieces. Uh, so as you develop for one of them, a lot of the code can be reused from one platform to another. Although the Mac OS is probably the most different. Both tvOS, watchOS, iOS, iPadOS were all kind of birthed in the same way. Uh, and macOS used to be different uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, as we mentioned in the macOS ep- episode, uh, through a project they're calling Project Catalina, Project Catalina will allow developers who have made iPad uh, software to bring that over to the Mac easier by sharing its code base. But uh, but what it does mean if you get into development and you learn how to develop for the iPhone, it actually makes it quite easy to then take everything you've learned and work on the watch and uh, work on the TV. Although they are different platforms with different menu systems and different ways you interact with them. So it does make a difference because obviously they tvOS you use a remote control where the watch and the iPhone you're using a touchscreen so you know, there are some differences but it's not all made equal right that, that's that's <laughs> all that's right uh, but Apple and and we're gonna talk about this briefly uh, made something called Swift UI and so you it's a a, a, a code code base uh, using Swift their programming language that allows person to take code that they've written uh, to design a user interface might be it's a list of something maybe it's an email application right and you're you have a list that you're developing you use swift ui to kind of assemble the uh the list and uh code in what happens when you tap on something on the list and you go ahead and you work on that really hard and then you can go and you can take most of that code and bring it over to the watch because it also has a list that you can go through and uh, you don't have to recode as much. And then that Swift UI code now works with Catalina on the Mac. So all of a sudden, you know, as you start to develop your, your software, it's easy to take, you know, your cool new app idea and then also make it a map app, Mac app and also make it a watch app. And uh, that will uh, really expand some of the cool software because sometimes, you know, something really cool comes out for the iPhone and you're like, oh man, I wish there was a Mac app for that. Or, oh, I, I wish I could just put that on my watch and mm, they've made that yes. so much easier. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the, uh, you know, and we call it app and complications, they're called complications in the watch. I wonder why does it complicate things? It's something to do with uh, the term used in watches that have like, uh, you know, they have like the month and the date. They I don't, but I have no idea where it comes from that. So it is a watch term for people with fancy watches, but... <laughs> I know it just it makes me laugh every time because I'm like, okay, let me complicate my life. <laughs> All right, back getting back here to the topic. Uh, I think it's uh, you know I I've used a lot of apps in my watch, thinking that it was going to be sort of like a solution or like really excited to have it in my watch, but it didn't work. You know, you have to have the phone by and and often it, you know, if you if you don't turn like in some um, interval apps, you know, that I like to use for exercise and, and counting 
sometimes I have to start the sort of the programming that I created for that specific workout in the phone before it, you know, so I can use it on the watch. And, and I think what's most exciting, really exciting about this update is that it's going to stop this called dependence between the watch and the, and the phone. Right, because you, you'll be able to download apps individually. And I don't know if you tell us, but from the developer standpoint, right, you'll be able to make an app just for the watch if you wanted to. That's right. You can develop an app. It's it's In, in some cases, there are other use cases where there's an app that only makes sense on the watch as a watch app. And you'll be able to develop and produce an app that, can work exclusively and uh, independently on the watch. And the watch is getting the App Store as well. So you can actually um, access the App Store, search through popular apps, download them, run them on the watch uh, without having to have the phone at all. And of course, that offers a lot of independence. Like I mentioned, you, you don't necessarily need to even make a iPhone uh, an iPhone version of the app or... You don't need to have your phone within, you know, connection distance in order to do certain things. So be all completely independent on the watch. So it opens up a lot more use cases and a lot more robust watch apps. And uh, and also since they've introduced this new user interface framework, Swift UI, it actually also makes it easier to create those apps with having without having to do as much complicated coding. So would you say that is because of this Swift UI that um you know the the watch is able to have its own its own um, apps now, or not necessarily. Um, the the Swift UI is just like a, a way of creating user a framework for creating user interfaces uh, that make it e- that make it easier to use. But I don't think they I don't think the independent apps are dependent upon Swift UI. Well, what I'm really excited about then you know not just being able to have uh this independence of apps but also about apple bringing some of these phone apps that i love so much into my watch and the first one is drum roll voice memo Voice memo, it's really exciting to me because it makes total sense. It's one of those apps that should totally be on your watch because a lot of what you do on your watch is dictation and uh, being able to just, you know, jug a note real quick and have it, uh, you know, sync on your iCloud with your phone. I think that's going to be like this amazing tool for anyone, not just for me. I have a lot of my customers who, when I'm out doing a training with them, they want to essentially take notes. But, of course, the process of taking notes can slow down the, the session and uh, kind of interrupt the the flow. And so they'll oftentimes like to use something like a voice recorder to record part of the session so they can play it back later. And having that available on your wrist all the time is pretty great. Yes. And... The other one that I've been sitting and waiting like crazy for is Calculator. This is this one's funny because they were announcing all the, the different, you know, updates to the, to the Apple Watch, the Watch OS, and the audience 
you know, during the during the presentation announcements, we're doing like these little claps, you know, nice little claps. Right. And then when the calculator came out, the audience went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think I understood how how much people were uh ex- were going to be excited about the calculator. Well, but it sounds like you're one of those people. Very I excited am one about of those calculator. people. I was jumping up and down. Woo! I wasn't even clapping. I actually got up. I was like, yes, finally. Well, um, I think there is. I I, I downloaded an app, um, an app called Mini Calc, and it was supposed to be for the watch. And I was really excited about it because you know you swipe up to plus and you swipe like sideways for for minus or or something like that. I can't remember, but it it was really neat, and you know it just had the numbers in the. Sort of like the, the the you know the phone pad kind of in the on the on the screen, and then you use uh, swipes and gestures to do your uh, the calculations you wanted. The problem was that the gestures didn't work with voiceover, so I was able to tap into the button. I mean to the numbers, but because it didn't have a plus or minus or whatever, I I was not able to ever use it and not. Uh, you know, got really, I mean, it really let me down. So when I heard that calculator was coming up, I got really excited because I know if it is an, a calculator from Apple, it will be tested against voiceover and it will be accessible. So I was really, really excited. Plus, it also comes with uh, the ability for you to split checks and and uh, calculate tips. And I use that a lot. I have actually a, a tip calculator for uh on my phone you know in addition to the regular calculator and and i use it a lot believe it or not when you're you know out uh, with a bunch of people and having dinners and all that often you want to split and all that and and it, it just makes it a lot easier i can do it in my head but i mean if i have it on my wrist why do it <laughs> i'll tell you why this one bounced off me it was just because I use Siri for calculations all the time. And I'm actually my watch like, what's this times this? Or what's this times this? So I was like, oh, I already do that with Siri. Uh, and so when the calculator came out, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It's probably nice to have buttons to do that too. But I didn't uh, I didn't get as excited. But then the audience just exploded. And I was like, whoa. Yes, a lot oh, of people want this. Well, you know what? I should use Siri more for this. I never thought, well, I do use it on the phone at home. A lot, but I never thought about using it on the go. Like in the restaurant, usually it doesn't work very well, especially my uh, watch Siri. I mean, my watch is, you know, it is independent from my phone. It has its own cellular plan, but um, sometimes it's not as fast. So, and I do think that they talked about uh, there's some kind of improvements on, on the, you know, on the speed of the of the watch so and i did not understand much about that part so i do think that they're creating something that will make the watch work perform a little faster and better and um so i'm really excited about calculators but yeah maybe i'll start using siri like you i bought you know my own little like uh bluetooth thing just for the watch so i could listen to music but maybe uh, I would be able to use Siri when I'm out in a in a noisy environment a little better. 
My one thought was maybe people don't want to verbally announce what the tip percentage they're going to leave is before they leave the <laughs> restaurant. But see, I'm a good tipper, so I would not be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say my out loud anyway. So everybody get that for me. So uh, see, I like privacy, but I don't have much of it. <laughs> I was kind of sad to know that you know your digital fingerprint readers not coming out yet. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> For the new new hardware watch, they'll come up with no. But um, I'm waiting for that. That way, I don't have to input um, uh, the, you know, the passcode. Password code. Oh, it'd be cool even if they had like a face ID. Come on, let's face it. Because it there is a there's a mini camera on the watch, isn't there? There's not. There's no camera on the wall. Okay, so how come sometimes you can take a screenshot? Oh, it goes to your phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you take a screenshot. It just takes a picture of what the what's on your Apple's in your watch face. Gotcha. And uh, and then sends it to the phone. Yeah, because I can I can never understand the camera thing. So, like, okay, now it makes sense. But as the watch becomes more independent. We'll see what's going to happen. Although I think putting a camera or a uh, digital ID that would create a, you know, the watch would get a lot bigger. So that wouldn't be fun. With this independent app update, I would not be surprised if next year uh, when watchOS 7 comes out, they completely remove dependency on the on the phone so that anybody who wants an Apple Watch, whether they have a iPhone or not, can have one. I'll, I, I feel pretty confident within the next year or two they're going to finally sever the tie completely i mean they did the same thing with the iphone the iphone used to have to synchronize into itunes for the longest time and then all of a sudden you know they slowly made it more independent and eventually they cut that tie entirely and now you don't need to have itunes you need to have a computer to have an iphone anymore and i think the watch is going in that exact same direction then this is maybe the last step they need to take you know i think the reason why I love Apple so much is because it does represent a value that I have for myself, which is, you know, always trying to grow and striving to get more and more, uh, you know, independent or or more and more autonomous, I would say. that's I, I'm not so keen into independence, but more in autonomy. And I think that's what Apple does with most of its products. You know, it's it, it tries to... It starts with a with a baseline, and then it just keeps on growing and growing. So, I think you've covered the the calculator pretty well here. Is he on the other app? <laughs> That's true. Well, the other app is, and I don't think you're gonna. Oh, maybe you would love this app too, but it is. Audiobooks. I I am excited about the audiobooks. Yes. Did you clap really hard for that one? Um, I did not. <laughs> but I did the. To me, I was like, yes, yes, audiobooks. Of course, you should have audiobooks. <sighs> I was always one of those. I was like, why didn't we have audiobooks before? Maybe I was being really snooty. I was like, oh, where, it, where was the last year? Well, actually, I have I I've tricked my watch into playing um audiobooks because i can put some of those on my music my cloud music so because it can play music already you know 
I yeah, just listen treat that it way. like yeah, you just treat it like music instead of audio. It's nice to finally have the ded- a dedicated. I agree. Audiobooks app on the watch. As someone now, who does listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yes, and I, I mean, but uh, you know, it's gonna be. So I, I didn't fully understand if it's gonna be the books app or just the audiobook because I was wondering, you know, what if I wanted to read my one of my iBooks, which now is called only books, but. You know, what if I wanted to read one of my books with the um, screen reader? I'm not sure if I'm not sure yet what's going to happen there. As far as I know, it's just the audio books. Okay. So it's in the app itself is just called audio books. They do not have the, the full books app on the watch. Gotcha. So that's what I was completely uh, certain about. And uh, but I'm excited. I mean, I'm I'm really excited. I I do put a lot of my uh, books in in there and opening, you know, the streaming service now for other apps, right? Uh, who knows? Maybe Audible would come to my watch. Yeah, so that's one of the things they've added for developers is the ability to have your app stream audio, whether or not your watch is getting its internet from Wi-Fi or whether or not it's getting it uh, from a cellular connection. Uh, If you are like Spotify, a music app that's other than Apple Music, you can stream now. If you're uh, a podcasting app, uh, basically anything that's that's audio-based. Uh, the, there's now a uh, an API to allow you to stream. And before, you know, they were restricted. Apple Music would stream, like some of the Beats radio station would stream, but it wasn't like fully available to all developers. But now it is. Yes. So that is, I think, very exciting because I can't wait for Audible to come to my watch, and that way I won't have to be downloading it or you know, it's it's gonna because. Audible can be on the cloud too, so I could just stream it off of my library. So that would be exciting, uh, especially like you know if I'm walking and all that, and, and then I don't have to have you know two headphones. I can just use the one that's connected to my watch, and I think that would be awesome. I have a handful of clients that they actually still like listening to radio, you know, like AM, FM radio, but they've moved. Uh, I've got a customer who likes to listen to the local radio stations when she used to live in Arizona. And so she likes to stream live radio, uh, you know, through through the Internet on her computer. And this would be something that she'd be very excited about is being able to, you know, get those radio stations right on your Apple Watch and just, you know, be as you're going on your walk and you don't need to have your phone with you. Yes, I'll be very excited about that, too. I mean, I don't do a lot of radio, but there is a radio I do. And I just love it. And it's classic FM. It's out of London. And it's, you know, they have an app on your new phone. But it would be really nice if they can come into the watch. And and you can stream your own classical music for when you're meditating in the park. Uh, and they're going to be adding, like, more radio stations like this to directly to Siri. This was something that they announced as well. I don't think we've talked about it, uh, but it's actually a Siri functionality. Will you be able to? You'll be able to just say like, "Listen to uh, BBC Radio," and Siri will just start playing it, or listen to you know whatever radio station. And they teamed up with um, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and TuneIn, uh, so that uh, you can just ask Siri to play uh, one of the you know literally 
They think they said a hundred thousand radio stations. Wow. Uh, I I don't know if that's numbers padded or not. <laughs> Seems like a very big number, but maybe I've got. I don't have any idea how many radio stations there are out there, but you'll be well, able to just ask Siri. Lots of them. <laughs> so this, Too this many, will, if you ask me. <laughs> this will work in the Apple Music app on the HomePod, uh, and then also uh, in your iPhone and iPad, any Siri activated device. And so uh, I got, I've got i got a couple of customers very excited. They can just say, like, you know, play, you know, uh, 94.5 you know, Texas AM or whatever. I don't, that's... You're just, just making up, right? <laughs> I'm making it up. Not only am I making it up, I combined and I used an FM uh, instead of an AM number, but then I called it an AM station. So I'm very sorry. That was a, that was a terrible fumble. Uh, all the all the radio hey. nerds out there are so angry at me. Hey, come on! Like we we don't have fact checkers. <laughs> we don't have fact checkers here. We yeah, don't you got a whole team. You are the team. <laughs> the technological side. I'm just gonna pre-apologize for future mistakes. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> and I make up as I go a lot. So, and that's not usually general. He's very accurate and thorough. Um. <laughs> anyways, the the other cool thing about Siri, since you brought her up, well, her it. I asked her if she's a she or a he, and she told me she's a it. Um. So the other thing that Siri will be able to do is ask what is this tune, like we do currently in our phones, and Shazam will be able to answer to you right on your watch. And now there's the most exciting part about Siri, which is it'll be able to display full websites so you don't have to go to your phone. So I'm really excited because I sometimes look for recipes and it tells me like, look on your phone display. And I'm like, I don't want to. So I was really excited about that one. Yeah, I don't like whenever Siri on the watch tries a handoff to the phone. I'm like, but that I'm using you because I don't want to take the phone out or the, I don't have the phone in my hand. It's across the room or whatever. You know, it's like I asked you for a reason. I didn't ask the phone. Yeah. I wanted to use the phone. I would ask the phone. Exactly. Why are you acting like a, oh, like why are you, you know, giving your power to someone else? Come on. And this is a, this is a big challenge to get, to get web content on the watch because the watch is a very small face and it's not the type of display that web pages were designed to work with so they've had to do some interesting work to to make it work i think they're using the reader view coding that they did on the on the iphone and the, and the mac to make it possible but it is it is a, an interesting accomplishment and i can't wait to try it out well i'm i really well you know as a designer i take my hat to apple development for making this happen and um, um, I'm really excited as a user because I mean luckily I don't have to look at the face of the watch <laughs> so it'd be really cool to be able to um, to read to read it you know using voiceover I wonder though if they will put some kind of you know how Siri sometimes like if it's like you Wikipedia can actually read it out loud to you I wonder if at you know in 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 future developments that will come out in in you know future implications what really makes me excited about the watch is that it will force I think more attention to to spoken uh 
you know development then right now when we have big displays and big screens the focus is really big on the visual and i think when you're trying to get information through a very very tiny screen i think it it increases and improves the dictation the use of voice recording and and also the output of voice for things that's right. As we get these, yeah, these new design. I mean, that's the exciting thing about the HomePod or the Amazon uh, Echo devices or the the Google. I'm avoiding saying any of the words that might activate anybody's devices, but uh, these <laughs> assistants that don't have screens on them is now we have a user interface that's completely voice based and it it offers a, a an interaction that's different and uh, really pushes that technology, the voice recognition, the artificial intelligence of interpreting what you said uh, further. And that's very exciting for uh, the accessibility world. Yes. And I think also because, you know, I think that we have developed a lot for visual. Visual has come a long ways in the past 30 years. And I think that, you know, voice kind of stayed on the background sound sound development and voice development has taken like a backseat. And I think that as wearables become more and more a thing of the future, I think it will it will sort of drive the design to to do that. To to become more, you know, multiple sensory, not just not just you know, visual. And hopefully uh even haptic as as uh, life goes on. So talking about haptics, which is really exciting to me also, is that uh, now you will be able to tap, to have the watch tap the time on your wrist. So with using its haptic uh, vibration power. So that was really exciting because when I'm out and about and it's noisy and I don't have the headphones uh, plugged in, then what happens is, um, it's really hard for me to hear what time it is. And, you know, being able to feel it on my wrist will be amazing. Plus that would really improve for um, deaf and blind people that use the watches. It will make it definitely useful as a watch. And, um, and I think it's going to be exciting to be able to feel, you know, the, the time on your wrist. So I'm excited about that. And if you'd use uh, two fingers, and it will announce the time uh, out loud for you if you set up um, to do that. I'm excited about that because there's, there's right now there's only one watch face that will read the time out loud uh, without using voiceover. It's Mickey! You got the Mickey and Minnie, Minnie faces. Right. Uh, you can tap the screen and it will it'll say it in Mickey's voice, uh, <laughs> which is cute, but maybe not. This is nice because now you can do it anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be Mickey Mouse. Actually, you the time. <laughs> my uh, my husband's boss, uh, you know, have one, and he likes that feature. So he put a Mickey, and he used to tell me like, "Why does he have Mickey like all the time?" <laughs> I think that he will be excited about that. I'm sure. My wife and I are um, we 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 like to visit the uh, Zoo World from time to time, and I like to switch over to the to the Mickey face while I'm there, so I can get in the spirit. <sighs> Well, my niece just came to visit, so I put the mini um, face, and she was really excited about. It. So she kept punching my phone, uh, my watch, often 
So yeah, so that is really excited about Siri. It's gonna be more uh, robust on your watch, and uh, there's more of this independence on the, you know, in the app. Uh, and there's one more app here that is coming up, which I'm really excited about. I don't know about you, John, but I am really <laughs> excited about, and it's the Cycles Track app. And um, so, uh, I I know that there's been two already that that currently work on the watch, but they are not accessible to me. So I was really excited. Excited. So maybe blind women out there, you'll all be able to track your health and your cycles now, and that will be uh really really exciting and hopefully it will work really nice with siri too so you can just tell it what to do and and i think that's a super super cool uh, new app well one thing that's a, a nice at least even symbolically with this app is that uh you know uh, the apple watch has been a big push and apple in general being a big push for health uh, but they haven't really uh, been focused many, on many things that are, you know, women-specific. Right? There's a lot of just very, very general stuff. And uh, the cycle one is, you know, because men and women have different health uh, health needs. Yes. And, and, and uh, it's good to see them. Uh, being, and also in technology, there tends to be an over-representation of, of things that men are interested in because it tends to be a, a male-dominated world. It's changing. And they're putting a lot of effort into that, uh, but it, it it has been for a long time, and so it's good to see this type of thing getting attention uh, because it affects you know over half of Apple's user base, and there really? wasn't something like this you know like you think it like half the half the world half the world is women, and so probably close to half the users are hey, women, we're more and they than didn't the have half this. of the world. That's true. Actually, it's more <laughs> yeah. Really? It's even more. It's more than hey, that. But you, I didn't notice. But you think about it. I was like, why? Well, you know, this is something that affects a gigantic number of their users not getting attention, and uh, uh, and so it's 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 very good to have this. It's uh, this feature uh, and other features like this because it shows you know that they you know I care about their 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 entire user base. This is a huge number. So I hey, just but wanted, come I saw, on, I like, yeah. you should be excited too because you can. Keep track of your woman, you know. <laughs> you know when she's gonna get moody and PMS on you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> too bad my husband doesn't have a watch on. He'd probably be excited. Um, I just I'm, kind of felt like if Apple's gonna be serious about health, they need to have something like this, and here it is. And I, that's made me happy to see that. Well, you know, we would. I I think the world. It's not male dominated. You want to hear the truth? Oh, you got to drop. You got to drop a truth bomb on us right now. Okay. Okay. Well, that. Okay. The I'll world, see if I can. The world is sighted dominated. Sight. Well, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. That was just for comedy. No, but it's true though. It's sighted um, and male dominated. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about tech too is what that the first person, the first tech, the first technological algorithm written by a woman, early de early software development, heavily female dominated, and then it and then it shifted 
uh, over time. And then now it's become very male dominated. That so is true. That is know? true. I was just talking to a professor uh, here uh, at CSU and he was talking about that he's uh, early on when computer science just started, I think it was like 90% women. That's right. That's right. But isn't that weird? I wonder what, I mean, that was something really curious that maybe we should explore. And of course, yeah, an accessibility podcast, but maybe we should start another one, a social yeah, one. Ada, Ada Lovelace was the first programmer, computer programmer ever, and a woman. Wow, but isn't that like interesting though that, that I mean, I wonder what, when and why the shift happened because... Uh, right now, in development, at least in the U.S., is only 11% are females. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's quite interesting how, how things happen. But you know me, I don't see the world so much as, um, I don't see so much, you know, this gender separation or color or whatever. Like, you know, I, I'm more into brain differences. So... But yeah, I did. I mean, I know it's, it's a thing, but I also think that there is something deeper that's, you know, brain differences, which we don't even touch in that yet. Like we call it disabilities, you know, and and often it's not even that. So. Well, and then, you know, I you know, the Apple's trying to push more accessibility in their programming team. So when they mean by accessibility, they don't just mean uh, gender or race but also diversity of ideas and backgrounds. It's, yeah. it's, it's all, you know, and so, and then women have a very different life experience and backgrounds than men do. And as much as somebody from a different country or from a different economic background would have. And uh, by not having uh, this diversity of ideas, because that lack of diversity of people also tends to have a lack of, not necessarily, but has a lack of diversity of ideas. And so this is why, you know, they, I, I think, having a, a, a very wide set of experiences in your software development helps you create programs and, and features that will help the most people because you've got a representation of your users also being the people making the software. Because Apple makes a lot of their stuff uh, for themselves. You know, like uh, Keynote, uh, Apple's uh, slideshow program was created for Steve Jobs because he wanted a better slideshow program for himself. And they ran it for years, not not publicly available, only for him. And then that's why I think it's a really cool presentation program is they built it just for him. And right. so that's why, you know, voiceover has been getting better as they've been hiring more blind developers, uh, people who are using the tools. So, anyway. Well, I'm, I'm they, get off still, my soapbox. They, they still need me, you know, to really, really <laughs> go out there. <laughs> okay, I'm jumping out of my soapbox. No, but this is this is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so it's exciting, and 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 we'll see. And and because it's gonna be an Apple uh, app, it's most likely going to be accessible so we'll wait and see hold tight and we'll do a review, we'll um, do a review. it better be accessible it better be accessible <laughs> or i It'll am be. going to pms on them I, I, i'm i'm confident they're gonna yeah they, <laughs> they've been really good lately so. 
Now, there is a couple of other, talking about health, there is a couple of other uh, things. And it's, you know, the World Health Organization talks about unhealthy noise levels uh, that affects your hearing. So uh, Apple came up with a decibel tracker and to see how bad the sound around you and your environment is getting and if it's getting unhealthy i will give you a little um notification you know just like it does now uh when it tells you to get up and do other things so that for me especially will be really interesting uh you know i need my hearing a lot and sometimes it you know it it, it gets me a little bit crazy and I'm not sure when it's getting bad. Of course, when I'm in concerts, I put like this, those headphones that like suck in inside your ear, but because they work like a earplugs a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think it, it'll be really cool. And for your privacy, it will not listen to what's being said or what the sound is, but it's just going to track the decibels, which is uh, what you know, it's tracked when you're actually doing your hearing tests. So Yeah, so like an, an example is if you're in a room and the ambient noise, the general noise hits, uh, the example on their webpage says, uh, sound levels have hit, a lo- have hit 90 decibels. Around 30 minutes at this level can cause temporary hearing loss. So it's warning you that like, oh, it's this loud. If you stay in this environment for too long, you know, these are the potential consequences. Yeah, this will be great. Uh, we'll see if teenagers pay attention to it, but it will also be great for yourself because, you know, sometimes we are not aware in, in the environment. And I can even see this being worked out in the sense of like, you know, if you're in a work environment that's really noisy, you know, you'll be able to say, hey, uh, we're, you know, at this level of noise the whole day. And so, you know, we need proper earplugs or whatever it is so you will be able to have more autonomy to advocate for your own health and they're also just with the 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 health theme you know they've got the uh activity tracker already built into the watch has been there but i was reading about how they're going to be adding activity trends uh so that the, the watch can notice for example if you are becoming less active over time not just over like one day to the next but over time and they can start to give you warnings be like oh by the way you're getting a lot more docile all of a sudden or you're sitting a lot more <laughs> than you have you know in the last couple of days or weeks or so and i, I kind of like that because every once in a while like i i subconsciously get into a slump like i don't even, i don't even think about it i just all of a sudden i'm less active for a week and now the watch can, uh, I would maybe not notice that because I don't go over and look through the history that thoroughly, but now it will actually notify me and be like, hey, you're slowing down. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially for people over 40. Because, no. <laughs> you know, if you're not getting a grip at your 40s, believe me, your 60s is not going to look pretty. So, uh, but it's always a good time to start no matter what age or what physical condition you're in. And uh, for me, it will be exciting because I can't really see the trends, right? Uh, the graphics and stuff like that. So it will be kind of nice to have the watch tell me and and give me a little nudge. Uh, I also get in slumps because I get sick often. And, and then I, you know, I might be in bed for three, four days in a row. And uh, and I think it's uh, it's going to be useful, especially if you're, managing chronic illness like i do 
and uh, and I also think it would be even more exciting in the sense of you'll be able to see you know last year and this year. So so sometimes we uh, it happens a lot to me that you know sometimes you're improving, but because your improvement is so slow, you think that you're not improving. And I think that this health trend will be able to help us out, figure out, hey, uh, maybe you started this whatever it was last year, like this activity or your weight, whatever it is. And then this year, maybe you improved a lot, maybe not like 100% like you wanted, but you made, uh, you know, 5% improvement. And that's already an improvement. And often we're just like, oh, I try so hard and I get nowhere. And I think the trend will be able to help you stay real. Very nice. Was there anything else about the watch we wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. One more thing. And this is Coloradans will love this, but you know, here we live in this like super micro climate. So you go from here to there and then it starts raining. And then there's one that you can bring down and install and it's going to be the uh, possible rain app. So let you know and remind you to get an umbrella or whatever. So this will be really useful for me here or, you know, if you live in Washington, maybe. Well, it's for sure you're going to get rain there, but who knows? Maybe it just helps you, remind you that rain might be coming on. And also, there's another one that's going to keep track of your cellular strength. So you'll be able to delete, install, and use any of this stuff if you want. So it's going to be cool. Not directly on your watch. Very exciting. All on your wrist. Yes. Yeah, and I think that is pretty much it. And the release, we don't know, as usual, but probably is going to be in September. Probably on, September. Yeah, <laughs> probably, we don't know. Sit tight and wait. <laughs> Apple but, will, usually what happens is Apple will, will eventually announce a press event, which will be the event where they announce whatever the new iPhones are going to be for the year. And it's usually, uh, the update comes out around then, sometimes a week before they, they uh, either announce or release the phone so because they don't want to release everything on one day, but they do release them all close together. So keep AI out for that. If I was Apple, I would totally release like two months later just to get people on their toes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So I do think that's it, right? And uh, now we just have TV. A TV. So TV OS. 13 is coming out. This is a much smaller update than what we're seeing on the Apple Watch, uh, the Mac, and the uh, and the iPhone. The big thing that Apple's doing, which is not which which will be tied around the iOS 13 update, but it's not necessarily a new feature, is uh, the Apple TV Plus, uh, which will be a subscription service uh, of Apple creating their own original content. So it's sort of like a Netflix or a Hulu or one of those CBS All Access type things. Uh, they're going to be coming out with, uh, and uh, they've got a preview of a of a handful of uh, new shows from different producers. They got Spielberg, they got Oprah, uh, they've oh. got a bunch of other you know big names. Uh, one that might be of interest to our listeners is a new show starring Jason uh, Momoa uh, of Aquaman and uh, Game of Thrones uh, fame uh, called C. 
which is supposed to take place in a post-apocalyptic future where all of human society has lost their vision. Ooh, and so everybody is blind. Show. Yeah, so uh, very curious, very interesting to see how they handle that. Uh, hopefully it's a, <laughs> a proper, well-researched and interesting representation of, uh, of blind people. Uh, it, but it would be good. It'll be good to see a show with blind characters that are not like daredevil, you know, like 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 superheroes, but just normal normal people. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm I'm kind of uh, excited and apprehensive at the same time because you know <laughs> yes. if the show becomes really it really picks up, um, you know, it can create a miseducation, right? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, to people that they will assume things you know because i mean we already get this thing of all the time i do at least like oh do you have superpowers it's your do you have super hearing and i always tell them yeah i used to but i lost it <laughs> which is true but um i mean not superhero superpower but i used to be able to hear a lot better than now and i think that you know but but I get it more from younger people, and then as they're you know age a bit, they usually say, "Okay, their devil is like the like nobody can do that kind of thing." Uh, so we'll see with normal people. You know, I've I've also gotten some people since the what was that movie with Sandra Bullock that came out? The, oh, Bird uh, Box. The Bird Box, yeah. So uh, since that movie came out, I've also gotten some like. You know, oh, do you just, you know, do you just go and start running? I'm like, oh, no, that's what the cane is for, people. Like, yeah, people are running around in the woods, and I was yeah, like, like just yeah, I'm just gonna go running around. Get a cane. Yeah, exactly. Get a cane, people. Oh. And <laughs> they know what a cane is. I mean, like people have seen blind people before, anyways. But... <laughs> well, and you know, and, and being a person that you know, you know that my dream is to have my own like documentary production and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean. I can also see the, the artistic side and creative side of, you know, movies and all that stuff. So I wouldn't want to stifle that. But then I also think that, you know, in a world where there is already so much misinformation about disability, not just blindness in general, but just, you know, disability as a whole, I think it's, um, you know, it it's a bit irresponsible sometimes when people put things out there that are not completely true. And when it's comedy, I don't know if you watch, remember the, I think it was like Growing with Fisher, they only had like one season, but that show was good. And it was funny. I mean, there was some stuff that wasn't true. Like, you know, they made the, the guide dog destroy this hotel room and then they just all left, you know, and I mean, that was comedy, right? And, but I don't know. I It worries me sometimes every time something with blindness comes out and it, and it really bugs me too that there's a lot of times like you know like there isn't any blind consultants in you know in a constant base for the show or or there isn't like any real blind actors in it and you know and that always like uh worries me a little bit uh, you know but having having a theater background myself, I it worries me sometimes that 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 exists. I think uh, Covert Affairs had uh, this blind guy, and you know, and, and and there was a lot of stuff in there that 
yeah, that was also not true. Well, this will be uh, this will be interesting. We don't know much about it. They've just showed a very very short trailer of it, but it'll be one of uh, dozens of new shows uh, that'll be coming out uh, uh, along with this uh, this new Apple TV Plus service. And of course, you don't have to have an Apple TV for this. It works through the Apple TV app on the iPhone and the iPad uh, and then through uh, on the Mac. And then, uh, it, so it, it's not a uh, Apple TV specific. But, uh, it's going to be like the Apple Music service, sort of, right? But a, a new, yeah, 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 a, very much like uh, like uh, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So, but on the, on the Apple TV itself, there's been a, a couple of noticeable uh, updates. The user interface is updating a bit uh, to, uh, to just be a little bit, I think it's a little closer to the iPad user interface. Personally, it's got a proper dock at the top, and uh, and it has, uh, but it's laid out the same as like a grid. Uh, but they're going to offer a couple new things. Uh, they're offering a picture-in-picture picture mode, which allows you to have a video playing uh, while you're also moving through the menu. Um, I don't know that's uh, it's a partic- particularly a feature I'm excited about because I don't really want to be watching television while also browsing through the main menu but uh some people are excited about it and uh, <laughs> my dad would have <laughs> yeah uh i can always I... like with the control like click click i'm like can you just stay on something <laughs> and watch for god's sake i think someone's maybe watching live sports on their apple tv it makes sense they want to like browse for something but they don't want to stop the game playing or something i don't know it's not my thing but i but a lot but i think it is it is a cool new feature uh, and one that I'm more excited about is multiple user support. Uh, so you can, oh yes! So now, like my wife and I can have our own uh, our our own sign-ins on the Apple TV, and then the recommendations and the app sign-ins and everything can be uh, tied to our users. So I do like that quite a bit. Uh, we can also customize our own home menus and rearrange things. And so yeah, multiple users is really nice. Yeah, and I think that's going to happen in the HomePod too, right? Yeah, the HomePod is going to be gaining the ability to recognize multiple voices. So when you do certain voice commands like send a text message, it knows you know which which device to send it from. And it's going to use, uh, I think, some voice recognition, but I believe it's also going to use uh, the fact that you know when your ne- when your phone is nearby or your watch is nearby the the HomePod, it knows that you're there. So if my wife for example is uh you know off on a off on a trip and i'm home alone and i'm talking it knows that she's not nearby because none of her devices are nearby and so when it hears my voice it's less likely to mistake me for her it's still going to check but uh it'll be interesting to see how how successful it is um the you know amazon devices have multiple user support and the google home has multiple user support recognizing voices, but when I've my wife and I have played with it, it's mistaken the two of us quite frequently, and uh, we don't sound anything like each other. So I'll be curious at whether or not the uh, Apple solution is is more um, effective at distinguishing uh, different people or not. Oh, I'm gonna have so much fun with it. Yeah, I can already see some funny things to do with it. Try different voices. <laughs> the Apple TV is also going to get um, Apple Arcade, which is a feature also going to the iPad and the iPhone, which is a subscription-based services that gives you access to a variety of games. 
uh, for the uh, for the for the different operating systems. So rather than there, it's Apple's solution is a lot of these games now. Uh, in order to make money, they've become what we call freemium. So you download them for free, but then they want you to buy coins or gems or something like that to unlock or speed up the game. And uh, although those games are very profitable, uh, they are a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit less enjoyable because the game is constantly trying to create pain points, basically, to make you want to buy uh, buy these items, these, these digital items in order to unlock or move through the game. And so all of a sudden, the game, instead of being purely motivated on being fun, it's also motivated on trying to wring as much money out of you as possible. So <laughs> Apple's solution to that is Apple Arcade. And that one, you will pay Apple a monthly fee, and then they will share that fee with the uh, with the with the developers that you play their games and they'll get that revenue instead of having to play advertisements or having to do in-app purchases and um the apple arcade on the apple tv uh well actually i i think on all the ios devices will allow you to if you have a playstation or an xbox controller connect that to your apple tv and play games using one of those you know very high quality controllers you don't have to buy a special uh, Bluetooth controller just for your Apple TV. So as someone who does play games and does have a PlayStation controller, I think I'm definitely going to try this out. Hey, I have a, a controller too, and I don't play games. Yeah, yeah, you got a PlayStation controller, right? Yeah, remember you helped me set up on my Mac so I could be more efficient. Yeah, we set it up with a bunch of macros and we were controlling voiceover. It was kind of fun. Yeah, and it's pink. Awesome. So I think that concludes our series on Apple updates. That is right. So that covers, you know, broadly all the uh, the various new things that are going to be coming out uh, for these platforms. So now we can get back to talking about uh, uh, other general accessibility news. So those of you who are not just <laughs> Apple people can... Uh... <laughs> can enjoy uh can start listening up. to us again <laughs> use our listening to us again that's right so well with that uh, i'm going to thank everybody for joining us here today at the access ninja podcast uh, if you've got feedback for us send it to us at feedback at access.ninja that's feedback at access.ninja and for show notes visit us at access.ninja as well and if you want to leave us a rating in our uh, iTunes, it would be marvelous. Yes, that helps us out a lot. So, Well, only if you like it. If you don't like it, you can forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, feedback at access.ninja for exactly. feedback if you don't at like access.ninja. Yeah. But if you like us, give us a little nice rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody, yeah, you know, be good to each other. <laughs> I'll <Okay>. try. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful time. <laughs>